Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, the Bold Statements Edition. It's a college football podcast, but, you know, it's the offseason. And I think that it's come time for uh, a Ryan Nanny original. Say hi, Ryan. Hello. Um, I'm so damn proud of our of our audience because I like answering questions on this podcast. They They frequently give us interesting and clever questions. But I thought, why not mix it up a little bit? This off season, why not ask for uh, our our good our good and kind listeners to give us bold statements with which we can either agree or disagree or something in between? And man, in true uh, the most American thing about our listeners is they were f- so much better at making bold, possibly incredibly wrong statements than about <clears throat> asking thoughtful questions. That is. That is United States as hell. Wave that flag. This this ain't a podcast about research. No. It's about no. saying it with your chest. Say it like you mean it. That's all. Say what about. you say. Say what you know is true, even if you haven't verified it with fact. That's right. Stick your foot in it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think that before we start, uh, anything college football related, I don't know. Ole Miss lost its like. It's letter from the NCAA. <laughs> they don't have a copy of it. They're like, I don't yep. know where it went. Yeah, whoop, whoopsie. That's I was thinking about that. Like, is that why they did? Ryan, <clears throat> as my lawyer, you can probably yeah. answer this. Is that why they did the whole thing as a video and at least the transcript of the video, like as a as a extra way of showing we didn't write down shit. All we did was turn <laughs> on the camera. You know what? Let's go with yes. That makes the most sense because there's no other reason why they would do that video. Unless the one thing the one thing that did appeal to me about it is if Ole Miss can get away with just a pre-prepared statement video instead of a press conference for this, then every SEC coach is going to do this for quote unquote media availability. Nick Saban is not taking another question for the rest of his time at Alabama. It's all going to be prepared statements on video. That and just started a personal YouTube I, I want Nick Saban to do a personal Snapchat so he can personally direct a rant at you when he gets angry at you. And he can't do it all at once, so he has to escalate snap by snap, right? So you just get, you know, like 10 seconds of, and I don't know, I mean, if you're going to say those kind of things, you just you just, you just just go out there and I guess, I guess you just say it. We just, we, just, we just take it one vlog at a time. That's it. We and don't then, and then the eventually it's we it's like the, the next vlog by the end by the time he forgets to take off the filter that's like the raging <laughs> screaming demon like he's doing the part where he's like listen i i appreciate the valuable service you raise interest in our sport but he's saying it as satan here's the thing it's not a filter yeah no it's nick, <laughs> nick saban nick saban with the nick saban with the beauty filter or with the Beautiful wreath and garland, right? Like above his head, like the flowers, infuriated and going, I, you know, you just, you get our players to believe this shit. And that's, that's why, that's why the media makes our job harder than it has to be. Like, Nick Scott. That's it. Like 16 snaps. You have Bambi Bambi eyes. Yeah, with big Bambi, with big Bambi eyes going, like, you know, like, like shit through a tin horn. We need somebody. Your opponent. Somebody out there, please, when you get bored enough in spring ball, please run up on Saban and filter him while he's talking. <laughs> Dude, You'll never be invited back. And you somebody's going to do this at SEC Media Days, I promise you. 
yep, yeah. we're not. We we won't hire you. There's literally <laughs> nothing in this for you. There's no incentives. Well, we'll, th- we'll, we'll, we'll thank you on a bad podcast. <laughs> terrible podcast god. Um, let's just start. Let's just start charging through these. Let's jump into it. I wanna. I wanna defer to you two if you have one you want to start with. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you lead. Lead. All right. All right. We're gonna. We're gonna. All right. We'll start with one of my favorites. This is from Chris Barnwall. Chris Barnwall likes to write to us. He's a friend of the podcast. So I'll give him that status, and he's gonna need it because this is his bold statement. The Sega Dreamcast was not ahead of its time and deserved failure. Hey, son, son hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. I'm sorry you're fucking terrible at Crazy Taxi. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry on. that you can't successfully get through more than a minute and a half of gameplay and that you find the Offsprings rockin' soundtrack distracting. Yeah, the game only had two songs and like one level. So what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't appreciate the fine design innovation odes to Japanese culture taught plot lines and yet open world casual freewheeling action of Shenway. Okay? A revolutionary I mean, game that I mean, never got its due. I mean, let me hit you with the original Soul Calibur. Back oh, when back when folks boy. were barely even understanding, wrapping their minds around Virtua Fighter. Back when back when the mediocre Tekken was out, they hit you with Soul Calibur. Come on now. Man, Soul Calibur, for everybody who had a fighting game, Soul Calibur was it. It was Soul and it was Caliber. You put them that together dude, and you blew the, minds. They had I, the ripoff Ryu who had the long staff. And 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 the and the the guy who was a knight who turned into a demon. Yeah, that guy with the big hammer. I will play any game where there's a big his old heart badass was falling a... out of his chest, Chris. Exactly, B- big whomping hammer. Let me let me ask you: When did Randy Moss uh, get on the yeah. cover of, Ma- uh, yeah. of Madden? It We're wasn't going. it wasn't until like uh, 2009 or something, 2014. Long ass time, right? After 2K had had it three times. Yep. Three yep. in a row. Also, the, low key, Dreamcast, uh, because it was disc based instead of cartridge, as most other, uh, a lot of other platforms were before it. Super easy to get illegal games. So easy. Oh man, the easiest. <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm not done here. I have a good Shenway story. It's not yeah. mine. I'm going to tell it because it's great because it illustrates the brilliance of one of our friends, John Boys of SBNation.com. John Boys and his brother both played Shenway. And his brother's character loaded up on his profile had all of this money that he had earned in the game, which was not entirely easy to do. And and he piled up massive amounts of money as this character in a fictional world, right? So John is the older brother. What does John do? John goes into the game, sees that his brother has a ton of money, takes the fictional character bloop, 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 down to the arcade and blows it all in like pachinko and bubblegum. Yeah. Like blows like fifty grand. Like just sits there and spends all of his brother's money. <laughs> so when his brother comes back, he's like, "Why do I have all this gum?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like a magnificent Big Brother move. Oh, also NFL Two K. The Rams and NFL Two K are one of the best video game teams ever. The playbook is immaculate, and and, and like seriously with with Brandon Manu Maluyuna you can get like 200 yards on this like tight end wheel route they have in that playbook that I've never seen anywhere else it's just amazing oh and they had Marshall Falk their college games suck though i will freely admit their college there's games there's that ass. there's that 2k <laughs> over madden forever madden's madden madden might have caught up by now but everybody knows it's true took you damn yeah. long enough man 
Yeah, but yeah, NCAA was always better. Like that's just a much better game. But yeah, that's his only fault. Otherwise, Dreamcast flawless. <laughs> I don't know about that. Also, it had a little <laughs> the, the controller would be like winking at you and and, and right. shit. It had a little had a little the the memory card had it um, had the only thing that could keep that could prevent screen peeking before they had like when you were playing against somebody, you could actually look down and call a play on the little screen on the in the controller. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, and if it didn't have nothing to do, it'd be making it would make a smiley face or something. Yeah, do you want to know when my dad ceased beating me ever in any video game that was a sports game? When we got a Dreamcast, because he was. Why you're not going to show me your cards? Oh God damn it! <laughs> Blackjack is hard. <laughs> Spencer's dad is Bill Belichick. <laughs> One hundred, more like Thrill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, um, I do have one I would like to answer. Please. Barnwell, I can't believe you were that wrong. Well, get yeah, that, get just, here, just, just yes. unanimous no, unanimous no Ooh. to that. And you're a friend of the show, but but you know, tonight you got to sleep somewhere else. <laughs> Don't have to go home, but you can't sleep here. Uh, Orlando, he can't help it. Yeah, I, I've got this. Let's see. Um, Kentucky will win the SEC East. No, no. Who? Hold on. Who? Who? Who's getting credit for this bold statement? Sorry, yeah, that, no, that, that, no anonymous that, that. statements here. That's, I'm sorry, that that's at fake Gimmel. At fake Gimmel. Again, long term friend, long time friend of the podcast. Um, yeah, that's not I don't it's not happening. Okay. It's let's, not. For the sake of argument, let's look at Kentucky's twenty seventeen schedule. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just play it out. Not happening. Um Brian, do you think that you're the first person on the entire internet to do this? Like do you think even even Mark Stoops has looked at his twenty seventeen schedule? <laughs> Yeah, probably I am. Mark, call me if you want to know. Uh, Kentucky, you have to play road games against South Carolina, Mississippi State, Vandy, and Georgia. That's mm. not terrible as not these things that. go. And and the and the cross divisional games that they have are Mississippi State and Ole Miss, which as of now doesn't seem like the heaviest load if you're going to have to pick two opponents from the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Um, uh, yeah, they, they uh, that Mississippi State game. Uh, I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. No, no, you don't want to play them next year. And and with the exception of the Louisville game at the end of the year, this and I say this as a Florida fan, this non-conference schedule, Southern Miss. At Southern Miss, though, so good on you. That's a, that that that's a revenge game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it is. true. That's true. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that's a dookie water. Uh, yeah, hey, listen, that Eastern Michigan, that's that's bowl team Eastern Michigan to you, that's buddy. That's true. That's true. You're that's right. That's true. Um, yeah, that's an import from the factory, brother. I will I will <laughs> tentatively say that not because of Kentucky's own merits, but only because the SEC East next year might be the perfect storm of, oh, no, we all shot each other fatally. I, I think this is a maybe. I'm not going to give it the straight no. Maybe you drop the game at Georgia and count on Georgia to fuck up something along the way. Oh, and Georgia will fuck up something along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A Florida game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there, there was, there was mine. I'm just saying that. Jason, you got, you got a verdict on that? On that one? Yeah. Yeah, I think we settled that. Next. <laughs> um. All right. Let's do this one. This is from. Attaker Finch at Dude3000. 
Texas would have won if Colt hadn't got hurt. <laughs> oh, boy. This so is this a common is, one online. This, this is a fun one because it, it caused me to go back and look at the box score for this game. Do either of you remember how many yards Greg McElroy threw for in this game? Oh, oh, man. Nothing. Let's do this, as let's few do this, as possible. Hold on. Let's do this Price is Right style. Um, I'm going to let Spencer go first. I believe Greg McElroy threw for 64 yards in this game. Okay, Jason? Uh, put me down for 111. Jason, you nearly doubled. <laughs> and Spencer's still over, so both of you lost. Greg McElroy threw for 58 yards in a national champion in a successful national championship game. This is maybe the nadir of excellent Alabama football in terms of like the worst Saban ball display ever because they go they phone the second half the hell in. They run every play to 40 set, right? Just like creeping to the line. They bleed every bit of clock. It's absolutely unwatchable. And like the secondary is just playing loose. So Garrett Gilbert racks up a bunch of yards and everyone goes, oh man, Texas really came back in that game. He, he also threw four picks. Man, he threw four picks with zeal. Yeah, including including like a shovel uh, a shovel pass pick six right when he entered the game, if I recall. Yeah, right in there to a lineman, I believe. Yep, just here here you go. So Bam, needs help. so let's 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 get to the meat of the question though. If Colt McCoy doesn't get hurt, plays this whole game, who wins? Well, considering that you know Colt didn't beat Nebraska. Colt really didn't. Ooh. I'm glad you brought that up. I looked at that stat line, mm-hmm. man. 20 of 36 for 184 yards and three picks. That's a Greg Davis line right there. That was like this Texas team did not play a super high caliber of team. I believe they only played three uh, before the national championship. They only played three teams that finished the year ranked. And a lot of those teams were not known for having defense. Nebraska was one of them. And Colt McCoy struggled mightily. So, yeah, I, um, probably no. not. Probably I think not. what we're saying is Ndamukong Su won the national title that year. That's true. That's I'm true. happy I'm happy to give Ndamukong Su the Pritzker Prize for architecture. I'm happy to give him the Fuller Medal. I'm happy to give him whatever award he wins. You know what? And, and let's say, let's go ahead and count that at like, as like a, a seventh of a Super Bowl for the Lions. You got it. You, you hey. did it, guys. That's, Look at that's more, more than they More than they have now. So that's sure, a lot. that's that's a lot. Significant improvement. Uh, Jason, do you have one? Yeah, from Alice Darrow Wilkins. When crediting shows for great seasons and penalizing them for bad, King of the Hill emerges as greatest animated show ever. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't. I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't even need to. I don't even need any sort of rating system. But I think. Um, I think that's pretty hard to dispute. The The first, I'd say, two or three or four seasons are much stronger than uh, than after that, but not not really a bad season anywhere anywhere throughout. Definitely nothing like, I don't know, The Office, where it just completely falls off the rails. Or the last three decades of The Simpsons. Maybe the last, or the last like two or three lifetimes of The Simpsons. Where, where, yeah. does, South, where does South Park fall in here? It's been the same damn show forever. It was never that great. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I watched it mostly in college. 
which is a little silly because it's more of like a middle school show that makes you feel like you're a smart grown-up. Um, yeah. And like, I remember there being a couple minutes per episode that were really good, but. Yeah, it was, I, I think it was new. That was his greatest asset. You said, man, the show is very loud and it is very new. And sometimes it's good. And then that that went on for a while. And I think people called on about four seasons in and it just kind of went on down. And, when, and it, like, when it's good, it's good. But like the formula became really clear, which is like, oh, this show is so edgy. They're going to. They're going to call those people assholes. And then they're so edgy, they're going to call the opposite people assholes. And then they're going to propose that nobody really care too much either way. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a, like it's just sort of an exercise in like cheerful nihilism every single week, which cool. I know it's coming. You're, you're never really going to surprise me. I will say it was very short lived. And you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but for what but for what it ended up meaning for me in my life. Yeah. Yeah. C Lab 2021. Yep. I I also I could have gone Frisky Dingo there as well. They're both. Man, that was <laughs> they didn't even finished two seasons. Yeah. That's how yeah. you. That's how you know it was good. Yeah. Yeah. These so so based on this based on the uh, this scoring metric. Those shows would have gotten a one and a two. Those right. are pretty good. Like right. a lot of shows have neither a one nor a two. Right. Yeah. Like four four seasons and we out. And the only reason we lost anyone on the cast and suffered any decline in quality was cancer. So really, like grading on a curve, really, really high level of difficulty. Uh, C Labs there. King of the Hill, like so that second season, go back and look at the second and third seasons. It's just nothing but hits, man. And they made so many of them. They made so many King of the Hills. Because you think, oh, man, in a Netflix age, like, you know, they've got like 16 shows. I can watch about 16 shows when I sit down. An entire season of the King of the Hill, it was a proper TV season. It had like, like what, uh, like 25 thir- Like 20, episodes? 25, 30, yeah. Um, yeah, two and I, I also feel like more than, definitely more than South Park, probably more than a lot of the Simpsons King of the Hill was not very dependent on what was going on in the world at the time, which is a good way to make something that's good then, but not a good way to make something that necessarily is funny five, 10 years later. So a lot of it still stands up a ton. Yeah. Yeah. If you're you're having this conversation at all and the words family guy enter your head, delete our podcast. Don't listen to us. Now Think about to, what you've done in life. Now we have to move on to the next question. Um. All right. Uh, there's so many evil ones. I'm sort of sorting through here. Let's go to the most evil one. Eric Seeds at Eric Seeds. Empire Strikes Back oh. is overrated. Woo. Whew. I know. I know. Jason took this one to the family. Yeah. I. I. <laughs> we were at dinner and I was scrolling through these. And saw this one and read it out loud. And my daughter could, like, it was like I just spoke in a language not of this world. It was like I said words that had never been uttered before. She could not believe that someone would come to this conclusion. Like, to her, if, like, I've, I've, I've always said, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give her the hot takes about movies. I'll say, you know, Star Wars 2 is very bad. And she'll say, no, actually, that one's good, too. But if you say Star Wars 5 is bad... I don't know. It. I mean, because because in a kids trilogy, which I, I hate to tell you, 
if you haven't thought of it this way. Uh, it's it's a kids trilogy. We just happen to enjoy it as adults. Um, in a kids trilogy, in the second one, it punched you in the face, in the gut. Yeah, took you out back, beat you up with the tire iron. You're like, oh cool, a main character might be dead or gone mm-hmm. forever. Another one lost an arm. Another one lost an arm, and like was strongly hinted that he was headed down some sort of doomed path toward the dark side. A secondary character it. has been disassembled and is now Chewbacca's backpack. <laughs> but Chewbacca lost his best friend. Yep. A possibly a possibly traitorous, scandalous scoundrel entered the picture and may not be trustworthy in Lando. Right? Yep. Meanwhile, Darth Vader's like, woohoo! <laughs> like, if you're a Darth Vader fan, Empire is awesome. <laughs> running shit like that's that's like peak darth vader you look at it from the other side he's like my boss is real happy with me running shit got things going might have lost luke but got a tail on him took his hand got your son like there's there's all kinds of like absolute like this is the one that really dad should like most because the dad like comes in and wrecks shit yeah establishes like, order the two most successful moments for the heroes in empire are arguably when um Han Solo successfully slices open a dead animal to keep Luke from freezing to death. Mm-hmm. And when Han Solo escapes the belly of another giant animal to prevent his ship from being swallowed alive. So yeah. cool. And Great job, yeah. guys. Yeah, don't, yeah, like the big the big move is we got away and Luke survives by falling down an enormous vacuum cleaner. <laughs> well done. It's awesome. <laughs> like Luke went taught. poorly. After after no lie. Getting his ass fucking whooped. <laughs> getting, like, getting, getting tore up to the point where Vader's taunting him. Like, he's like, like oh, here, I'm just going to throw some space garbage at you. Like, you should. Somebody should recut that fight scene with Brent Musburger calling the Notre Dame Alabama game. <laughs> <laughs> with the bra sound effect in there. Bruh. <laughs> and the hand that was lost many decades later being used to, what was it, clone Ray? I believe is the, the thing that's online. Is that the conspiracy sure. theory? I think so. I think Mark Hamill actually mentioned that as like that was the original proposal for Seven was they, they've got Luke's hand. They're they're using it to clone stuff. He's actually a starfish. <laughs> that's that's like way too George Lucas. It really should just be like, hey man, Luke's been on a bender for like the last twenty years. He ended up in some kind of weird places. He got kind of lonely. You ever Tatooine. been to a cantina orgy? It's cold. One night, one magical night. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's actually just peeing off the side of that cliff. <laughs> when, the child, when the child support summons ca- came, he was like, I'm not who you're looking for. This is not the dude you're looking for. I'm walk not, away. I'm not I will walk away. You for. will forget that where my island of drunken solitude is. Um, where I get hammered every single night. Oh, where do I gotta go? To... <laughs> so I think our conclusion is that showing up and handing me weapons. <laughs> you will come back with a twenty-four pack of bush light and some smokes. <laughs> you will also bring chips. <laughs> um, I have one, uh, which we discussed pre-show. So a little cheat here. There's a pre-show. Uh, the shutdown full cast is taking your questions. The uh, question given here at JTurn14, Jared Turner. Taco Bell is superior to Chipotle, even without 
regard to cost. Mm. Now, this, this, this is the one that, I mean, it says a lot about us. This provoked probably the most discussion mm-hmm. amongst us, the most philosophizing, the most consideration yep. of who we are and where, where we are on our walk. Yep. Um, I will actually admit, yes, I think for what it is and for its purposes, Taco Bell is superior to Chipotle. Here's why. I don't want any bias here. Yeah, Chipotle has given me food poisoning. So is Taco Bell. I could have just said, I've eaten at Taco Bell on multiple occasions. We're, we're good. We're on a streak now. So, food poisoning th- references on this yeah, show. Sure. Was this one week ago? No, no, no. This was another glorious time when I rebooted an entire Chipotle meal. That turned out to be part of that great Chipotle like spree they went on when they had like spoiled meat. Oh, when- yeah. I guess there was a sale. Yeah, so the, lines were, the lines were real short for a few months, thanks in part to Spencer. I feel yes. like Taco Bell has not had that, weirdly. Mm, Taco, Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell, if everything Taco goes Taco Bell knows well. where to hide bodies. Well, it also, it also helps that most people who throw up after eating Taco Bell can it, reasonably say, like, eh, it might have been all that gin last night. I was going to say, there's <laughs> confounding factors there, like, could have been the Taco Bell or could have been the Ripple. I don't know. Also, they're throwing up at 3 a.m., not at work. Yeah, exactly. Not just <laughs> or, mysteriously or, on their dashboard. Or they're throwing up at work, and it's a, definitely a confounding factor. Oh, boy. 99 Bananas was not a good breakfast choice. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I will say this, though, that I think in terms of what they are, Taco Bell is meant to be consumed. I mean, think about it this way. Taco Bell knows what they are to the point where they created fourth meal because they're basically like, yeah, you're going to be out of your mind on something. There's going to be a big old bright light and your stomach's going to go, help us out, buddy. (laughs) Throw Throw us a bone. They're like, you know what? Sleeping nine hours is for people who wouldn't eat Taco Bell anyway. We don't need to cater to those. We, give me the five-hour folks. Play to the base. You don't, also, you don't need independence. You need the base. Also, consider this, that, like, there's a book. You might have read it if you were going through some kind of, like, stoner phase, stoner intellectual phase, you know. Godel, Escher, and Bach, The Eternal Golden Braid by Douglas R. Hofstadter. And I was talking about, you know, how you can take a bunch of simple elements and sort of braid them together into this, like, endless stream of creativity. That's been Taco Bell's menu for the better part of now going on almost 50 years because they have the same ingredients and they keep making new things out of them. You got a burrito? Oh, cool. Why don't we put a taco in the middle? You got a taco? Why don't we put a burrito in the middle? You got a tostada? What if we put a taco on that tostada? You think they're done? Nope. They've gotten even crazier. They made there's, a they made they made a chicken taco where the taco was just chicken. There's only one frontier really left for them. And that is to actually construct a giant church bell made of tacos. Bong. The literal taco bell. And then if you eat that, they'll just put it inside a burrito. Like, remember they had a taco where they were literally just like, why don't we put a soft taco and some bean? I'm pretty paste. sure they got Shaq to endorse it, too. Of course <laughs> they got Shaq to endorse it. I like that every Taco Bell commercial after, like, the goofy stoner, whatever, like, talking dog or whatever, it boils down to cheesier, beefier, crunchier. 
Whereas, it, whereas Chipotle is Chipotle is the ideal food source for people who want to lie about eating healthy. Yeah, oh, I'm just I'm just gonna have a burrito bowl. You know, I'm just watching. Yeah, the tortillas are where all the trouble is. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm not, just, only only a little cheese, please. I'm yeah, just I'll gonna eat here. an entire pound of food. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. Don't worry, gonna, it's part of my I'm, New Year's thing. I'm gonna eat an entire three quarters pound serving of rice. What's That's soda? what Chipotle does. Chipotle just serves rice. Hey, what's sodium? That's probably good for you, right? Yeah, sure. I'm just gonna have the same amount of food that. Um, pro wrestler Booker T advertised for Hungry Man TV dinners in the, the 1990s. <laughs> Just a whole pound of food. But don't worry, there's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> lettuce is lettuce is fulfilling. Like to me, the question of Taco Bell versus Chipotle, it it calls to mind that that a human contains multitudes and who we are today is not necessarily who we who you know who we've always been and all that. Because like do I, you know, would I rather eat Chipotle? Okay, yes, if I'm speaking with, like, you know, if I'm speaking with my mind, yes, okay, fine. Chipotle, it, it seems like it's actual food. Um, it's, it's, it's good. I think you could, I think you could eat Chipotle several times a week, and, uh, there, there are far worse things you could eat. But if we're talking about what would I rather do, like, the idiot that I actually am, I mean, come on, man, I was, I raised my idiotic self on Taco Bell. It, it's too late to turn back now. I mean, I, 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 I eat it several times a year, and every time I regret it, and every time, you know, every time just think I'm 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 definitely going to do this again. I'm I'm I am I am as stupid as I am. Nothing is going to change that. This is definitely going to happen again at some point. Ch- Chipotle, you know, has done a lot in the business field. Taco Bell successfully sells people. Cinnamon sugar air. That's that's a menu item. More that's basically a cinna twist. You're buying air that's cinnamon sugar flavored. They sold that to you. They are yep. the greatest company in the world, with the exception of Outback Steakhouse. Agreed. Outback good the the order the order goes. Outback Steakhouse, Taco Bell, and then like that company Se- Sega, 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 Se- yeah, sorry, Sega, Sega, and then, Sega Dreamcast division, which is just one that, man waiting. Was like, <laughs> there's got to be like an official Sega Dreamcast like Facebook page or something. There's there's one no, programmer. There's one programmer. He's like the, he's like those soldiers trapped on the Pacific Islands. He doesn't know that the Dreamcast doesn't make games anymore. He's there's still, like he's still yeah, out like there. what's how do you pronounce it? Shinmuay. Yeah, Shinmuay. Yeah, so like there, there's got to be like a Shinmuay Seven they're doing. And like that was the original game that was like it was billed as like oh you can you can walk for like a year and not see the end of the city or whatever so like this one's got to be even bigger and it's just one dude doing all that yeah the fourth greatest company is that one that makes motorized coolers my question that I uh, I do have another one I would like to ask this is very quick though because you can kind of just slam dunk it and run this is what I'm about to do thank you Lance Smith at Lance Smith twenty five said matt rule will win the big 12 before tom herman i'm gonna jump on that yes and just just exit the train gonna Woo! happen bye <laughs> you know what you know what i i have no honest knowledge or opinion about this but lance you should screenshot this and if it happens buddy you called it dunk it dunk it also given texas's recent history of working with talented people and all the resources in the world 
yeah, Matt Rule's going to win the Big 12 before Tom <laughs> Easily. Don't ask how. It's just going to happen. Um, uh, I, I got a take. I got a take. From, from Jordan Stewart, Dear Burly Man on Twitter. Watching an entire football game beginning to end is torture. I like this because it's not watching an entire Big Ten game or nope. Alabama game or AFC South game. Just football. Football is bad. If you sit through four hours of it, that's terrible. That's a strong take. I can't endorse it, but I can understand it. It has it has more. It is a take that at first you read and you think that's preposterous. That's stupid. And then you marinate on it a little bit. You're like, well, I do like that I can flip around. And that I can sort of, you know, jump in, jump out. Eh, maybe. Yeah, there are a lot of games that I really not want to watch the full four hours of. Mm-hmm, right. And like if, if Ryan you... and I have been to a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> if you take it literally, like, watching it from beginning to end. Okay, so you're not looking away. You're not looking at your phone. You're not flipping games. You're watching, like, the Thursday night ACC of interesting punts locked in, no looking at anything else. That does not sound good. If yeah, you're if at the game, maybe, okay, there's, there's a drunk guy next to you who's being funny. I don't know, but, yeah. If we're, if we're not applying any qualifiers to this, if it's just randomly selected. Uh, Your eyes are F- locked on it like clockwork orange. FBS level, FBS versus FBS team game. Yeah, there's a good chance you're right. There's a good chance that those four hours are not all going to be entertaining and by the end of it you will just sort of want it to be done that is unfortunate but also nobody we i mean you don't live in a world where you have to do this no the the nice thing about college football saturday is that it is it is the world's best serving of appetite like it's the world's best past appetizers course like you don't want the crab puffs Guess what, buddy? We got cannoli coming. It's, Look out! It's, uh, it's tortoise. It is. That's it. yeah. That's right. It's tapas. Tapas. Girl, that's the top, word. Tapas time. Tortoise is a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could have small tortoise as you could have l- little tortoise at your tapas place. <laughs> and then top it with the cannoli. Oh, Rutgers. Um, I would also say this: Don't trip on nostalgia. It it used to be worse. Oh, it yeah. used to be way worse because you might say, oh, back in the days with Keith Jackson and Bud Wilkinson calling football games and just simplicity, not much in terms of camera angle distraction and all the foo-foo-raw and hootenanny of modern media. Uh, it wasn't like that, man. There were like three cameras. It was rough. <laughs> you got nothing. You didn't even get all 22. There's like eight people on the screen. Yeah, good luck. That cameraman is just zapprudering it. He's looking for the guy. Has no idea how to track him. It's it's way better than it used to be. Remember, the past is bad. You want nothing to do with it. The future is great. Embrace it. Um, I'm going to use that to leapfrog to the next bold statement. Uh, this is from at Foster for Prez. Go big or go home on Twitter. And I do want to give you a taste of uh, this Twitter user's bio because I think it's important to the question. Uh, amongst other pertinent things to his his or her professional life, uh, Foster for Prez is a Bud Foster advocate and a Hokie fanatic, and that's important because does, does, does this, Bud Foster need advocacy? <laughs> is, he, 
No, like, is, I it, mean, is it a legal necessity? Maybe it's in the same way that, like, zoo animals do. Be like, please don't feed the Bud Foster. You know, it's we important raise, that he made We need to raise Bud Foster awareness. <laughs> we, want, we want Bud Foster to still... Our hope is that we can eventually release him back into the wilderness. And if you feed him, <laughs> he loses his instincts to if find you food see, on his own. If you see Virginia Tech's defensive coordinator eating out of your bird feeder, do not interrupt him. If he's cartwheeling shirtless through your backyard, <laughs> call that's someone why, that's to why come bring him box. home. He can't figure out how to open it, and they're just hoping one day someone's going to crack that sucker open, and then that's when they know it's time to, time to go back to the woods, bud. You're good. <laughs> like Harry and the Hendersons. All right, um, here's, here's Foster for Prez's statement. <clears throat> no college team that has yet to win a national title in football will, <laughs> will ever win a national title in football. Now, can either of you name the last team, the most recent team that won its first claimed national championship? Was it BYU? No, there's, there's been, I think, two since BYU. Uh, Colorado. Colorado. Colorado is second most recent. Florida? Florida is the most recent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but After years of making fun of Florida football for not existing until 1996, it still surprises. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but since the, you know since 1990 when Colorado did it, it's only been the two. Everybody else who's had, had a turn on this carousel has already been there, and it is complicated by the fact that if we're talking about, you know, who's won a national championship, that technically includes a lot of teams. That technically includes Stanford. Technically includes Iowa. Um, technically includes Rutgers. So, yeah, so I, the I, I, I feel I feel real safe saying that two of those three teams in a thousand years of play. We'll never win the national title. But well, what but, about once football consolidates all the way back down to just Rutgers and Princeton? Okay, once that happens, but then, uh, but then I, the I like answer is definitely. Then the answer is definitely no. Because if the we're answer. just saying, if we're just saying, starting today, if you don't have a national championship, you won't ever get one. I mean, or Oregon is obviously the the closest to cracking this particular nut most recently. And while I think we are fine with where Oregon is right now, nobody's picking them to win the national championship next year, right? Right, right. right. And and there are some that um, in recent years, like Michigan State made the play. Well, Michigan State already has a title from many decades ago. So like right. it's a very specific list. And right. the Hokie thing is definitely relevant. Virginia Tech is on the short list of teams that have been in the discussion. Um Oregon, I mean, Oregon probably is top on the list. I mean, let me let me just put it this way: Kentucky and Syracuse could play for the national title this year, hypothetically, and if either team won, that would not change this question. They both have one that they claim already. Pitt, Minnesota, that would not get us any closer. No. No. Although I will say this: that's cheating. Because the first school that I thought of was Minnesota, because Minnesota had a run, and that run was like what in the thirties. And if Minnesota won a title now, I'd consider it just as miraculous as, you know, or more miraculous than like you know Oregon pulling off their first one. Yeah, Minnesota's most recent of the, their seven claim titles is from nineteen sixty. 
So you're right. Yeah. It would it would be a thing, but that's what makes this a hard question that I, there are you know, a lot I, of teams that could you know could come out of nowhere to win the national title over the next 10, 15 years, and it wouldn't be their first. I there have been so many teams that have been one single game away from doing it that the probability for me is too appealing. So I, I think that that the general point that that our Bud Foster advocate wants to make, it's a good one because it shows that there's actually a really small number of teams who stand a good great chance of competing for a national title. In terms of probability, I'll still riverside it because there's so many teams like West Virginia. West Virginia was so close in 2007, man. They were so close to playing for a national title. And they would have been hell to face. They would have been a nightmare for anyone preparing for them. And they were so close. Let's not talk about what happened, just in case the tender ears of some scarred Mountaineer fan who remembers what happened uh, happened to be tuned to this podcast. They lost a pit. They lost to Dave Wanstead, Pitt. They lost to Dave Wanstead with Steve Slayton and Pat White in the backfield. Hey, uh, another that, was, that, that, another that, that like, has... That was probably Sorry. like a 10-win Pitt team, though, right? Yeah, sure, certainly. Sure, sure. Just... <laughs> if, you, if you, like, doubled it or so. I'm trying to be kind, Ryan. I'm trying uh, to be a better person. Wisconsin's got to go on the list as well. They've been hovering Close. right around that level for about 20 or 30 years now. Yeah. It's, We're like 20, uh, but yeah. And I mean, it, there are other, there are, there are, there are SEC teams that, that haven't done it, which when you look at what could happen in a Nick Sabinless world, Oh, what a sweet dream. What a sweet dream. That would be. Um, who who could just you know bolt up and get there first? It would be a moonshot kind of year, but that happens, especially when I don't know you, you pick up Cam Newton 2.0 and you line up your schedule just right. You could win a national title that you haven't claimed before. Like that could happen. Is it okay? Here's this. Here's the other question: Is it easier or harder with a four-team playoff to get in? I mean, I guess it's easier because you just have the the paths to entry are doubled, so the chances that you're going to get one of these teams is uh, significantly expanded. And probably, I mean, look, certain results notwithstanding from the last two years, if you can get to the playoff, you are you should be good enough to, in theory, win the national championship, right? Yeah, but you don't. You have to beat not just one more right. talented team. You have to beat two, right? Unless you're, unless you're Alabama, in which case you really only have to beat one. In which case you just have to not fuck up, mm. <laughs> which they never do, ever. We'll get to the. We'll get one more out of the way real quick since it's semi-related. This is from Garrett Mueller at. Mueller with two ones instead of L's on Twitter. Uh, Michael Dyer was down. Yeah, he was down. Yeah, speaking of Oregon, uh, Michael it Dyer is. was actually down. He was totally down. Auburn ruins everything. I, I, I don't think him being down, I don't think that would have changed the outcome. Is the problem. He was down, Ryan. The spot was good. He was down. Maybe he shouldn't have gotten stuffed on fourth and goal from the one. I don't know. Matt 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 Davison kicked the ball and it was an illegal play. <laughs> Missouri won that game. Okay, 
That's right. Jabbar Gaffney didn't catch the ball against Tennessee. Nope. Nope. What wasn't a TD? Got away with it anyway, y'all. Woo! Um, I would like to select this question, which is some desperate college football program. This is from at books, not works, by the way. Greg F. Some desperate college football program should bring in Jeff Fisher just for hilarity. No, man. No. I don't need to watch that. I don't. You keep him in the NFL where he can be humorous. I don't need to see him come to college and run like some trash three tight end run offense that doesn't go anywhere and tries to play games to 10-7. Get that poison away from me. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow. Not any week. Not next month. Not next year. I feel like desperate is the wrong adjective. Mm, it's almost like a sleepwalk. Yeah, it's like a complete lack of de- like you should be more desperate than this. Well, isn't this kind of what Illinois is doing right now? Man, wow. kind of. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they they have a coach who took a team to the Super Bowl, did not win, stuck around for a long time, made it to his second team, didn't work out there. And now just sort of took a college job because he's a name and recruits and blah, so blah, blah, blah. Following the geography, this means Jeff Fisher to Mizzou. You know what? Ooh. It's not the worst idea. <laughs> there are the literally best. worse ideas. What I, here's, here is what I really like about that, though. You get Rams fans who are like, oh, thank God. Thank God the Rams left and took Jeff Fisher with them. The ones in St. Louis, that is. And they have to turn around and watch him take <laughs> over Mizzou football. Ooh, man. Ooh, man. Baba Duke! Baba Duke with a mustache! So, like... <laughs> so, the whole thing would just be Jeff Fisher... Um, it's like he shipped the Rams. Like, he didn't even move with them. He just, right, he right. just stayed. He was just, he's the transporter. Think about this. Jeff Fisher was an interim coach for the Rams. Like he's been an interim coach for two, like two franchises that moved. Like how how much more can you say like undumpable like spouse? He's right? a like, he, you know what like, he is. Y'all still... He's a damn barnacle. He's a witness relocation agent. He gets you to your new city. He makes sure you're set up. Got a new look. Got new friends. New ties to the community. All right, moving along. Who's next? Raider, Raiders, like... Raiders, you're moving to Las Vegas. Yeah, your name. this makes a lot of oh, sense. Oh, the fish in Vegas. <laughs> he'd be a legend. He'd, he'd wear sunglasses and people would be like, man, he's got a rock and roll attitude. And Jeff Fisher just says shit like, no, I just it's bright. I it's hope, really, I hope really Jeff Fisher tells strangers that he's Andy Reid and they're just like, wow, you look great. He's <laughs> really slimmed down, yeah. Yeah, Andy, Andy Reid tells people he's Jeff Fisher, and they're like, "Woo, you went to shit, boy." He's in Good Vegas, God. Vegas laying down seven nine straight every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just man, it's grave. We're playing poker. Terrible <laughs> blackjack. <laughs> I'm a hold man. Just waiting on this straight. Hold, oh, hold. Oh, you holding again? Oh, hold, 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 hold. Man, if he get if he gets what I think he should get, man, two sevens and two nines. <laughs> just, just waiting on it. 
<laughs> How many times can this happen in a rope? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I think he's de- I think he's uh, cheating, but in a very confusing way. <laughs> I still I cannot get over the fact that he said I'm not going fucking seven and nine, and then got fired. <laughs> <laughs> My God, got fired days after being extended. Yeah. <laughs> the God. Um. All right, let's let's stick on theme. This is from Ryan Sump. At Ryan Sump. Nebraska wasn't dumb for firing Bo Pelini because they should expect more than beating non-con cupcakes and bad Big West teams. Mm. So Bo Pelini, in his time at Nebraska, there's only one Big Ten team that he lost to three times, and that's Wisconsin. So he was not regularly getting his lunch handed to him. The problem was... There are only three Big Ten teams that he played and never lost to. And they were Penn State in the middle of some very troubling times. Illinois and Purdue. Like, like Nebraska under Bo Pelini was very good at collecting a scalp when they needed one. Got a win over Ohio State. Did some things against, you know, did some things against Michigan. They were also very good at, I don't know, losing to UCLA twice. So. So, yeah. I, and honestly, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else could do a better job there. It's yeah. very hard. It's very hard to get people to play there. It just is. And, and, and it's never been easy. And even when things it's, were at it's their been, best. It's been easy in, in, with certain um, NCAA per, per, set up, setups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you tweak the sliders. Yeah. If, you tweak the, if, you get, if you get some, I don't know, prop players in, so shall we put it, right? And you get the, a system that is actually designed for teams that are trying to overcome personnel deficiencies. And you get people who have been fed into it their whole life. And you, I don't know, put them on like the best weight program at the time. And yeah, you get, it could be a pretty formidable machine, especially when like, also those Nebraska staffs, they didn't go anywhere, man. They didn't get like, if you're talking about like, oh man, coaching turnovers are real, like that, that creates real stress on how you actually perform as a program. Yeah. Guess what? No one left Nebraska. Like Frank Solich, like slept in the attic of their training facility for like, I don't know, 15 years. It's also, Everybody was there forever. I think I think in the back of every AD's mind at this point is they remember Mark Mangino at Kansas, Jim Levitt at USF. There was this time when like you could be a good football coach, but if you did certain things, and this this just happened at Indiana too, like there are some certain things that you can't do now that you probably could do 20, 30 years ago because it didn't get out and players didn't talk about it. And I don't think that's better, but it is different, certainly. Um, and and Bo Pelini, you know, there was nothing like that about him. But I think the fact that he was known for flying off the handle, known for maybe losing his cool in situations where he shouldn't have when recorders were running, there was there there is definitely like a liability thing there, not in a legal sense, but just to like, man, any day I could wake up and find out, oh shit, Bo said what? Fuck. And you know what? You don't have that problem with Mike Riley. 
No, no, not not one bit. So, yeah, I don't. My official answer would be I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. This man. is the hot takes episode. Bold. Um. All right, you got another one. I do have another one, which um, this will be. This will be local, a very very local one. All right. Um, which is bold statement: the new Brave Stadium, spelled Barbs. The new Barb Stadium will make ATL a baseball city in Marietta. There's there's nothing in this sentence that makes any sense at all. Yeah. We we had this discussion this week, John Boys and I, about could we name players? And we actually said, no, neither of us can name a current Brave. We were talking about just naming baseball players. We're like, hi, no, I don't know. I, I like does Ichiro still play? <laughs> yeah. Uh, does. Freddie Freeman, right? Well, I didn't know. Does I he think, play for the? Does he think, play for the Braves? I, I, I think, I think Mark, he's a Brave. I think Mark Wallers is still on the roster. Yeah, Steve Avery. Steve, Steve <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> Paul Ossenmacher. Uh Yeah, like I think, and I said yes. He goes, "Oh man, Bartolo Colon." And I was like, "Yeah," and we we're like, "Yeah, but we still can't name a Brave." Bartolo Colon signed with the Braves this offseason. That's right. John. Oh, shit. Neither John nor I did it. And he's basically one of the only baseball players we know because he's fat. He's <laughs> extremely fat. And he now plays for the Braves, which we had to look up. Well, he's, right? he's, it, he's, it, he's fat and he plays in the league that makes him swing the bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the, It's really the combination of those two. Because usually when you get to... Bartolo's state of age and disrepair. You're like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Nope. Yeah. The the other thing about this, by the way, uh, and I'm really fond of pointing this out because they built it in the dumbest goddamn place you could possibly build this. Like like the the dumbest. All right, they built it, I believe, at the intersection of 285 and 85. 75. 75, I'm sorry. So 75, so, Cum- so it's, it's the Cumberland Galleria area. It's basically in a mall under an interstate. I'm only slightly joking. No, no, he's not even joking at all. It, it may be like, it may be 50 feet off of a gigantic interstate and about 300 feet away from another. And it's next to a mall and the parking will be like, the parking will be about 28 bucks a game. They're like, you should get there very early. <laughs> there's nowhere to park and the places around it will not let you park there. They're the not park, even letting they're not the even park. letting you charge for parking. <laughs> the parking will be the mall. That's not a joke. That's the plan. Um the through traffic is a neighborhood. An actual yeah, neighborhood. Like a pretty uh, nice a pretty nice neighborhood where people did not pay to have like trashed brave fans driving through their lawns. Yeah, no one voted for this. No one voted for no, this. No, there was not a vote, remember. There was a deranged not a vote. loose cannon city councilman somehow hijacked an entire county uh, and a pro sports team is showing up. No one knows how. No one has any clue how this happened. With the low, low price of what was uh, touted, at, no, which, million? which is touted as $400 million, And then later they were like, ah, it was $622 million. Oh, we forgot to add tip. Shit. Yeah, we don't need parks. Yeah. I believe that's the plan is just like, fuck parks. Yeah. (laughs) No public transit to a pro sports stadium. We got Bartolo Cologne. This is Bartolo. I didn't know we got Bartolo. When I say we, I mean uh, the city. I don't mean the Braves. 
fuck the Braves. I didn't yeah. know Bartolo was a resident. That's that's good to know. Yeah, it's so fat, man. Do you think good. he was fat in New York? Woo! Man, that stadium is like three minutes away from Heirloom Market. Bartolo is going to blossom. More like Air Balloon <laughs> Market. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so if that's going to happen, yeah, sure. Sure, that's that's totally... That's totally going to happen. This is an ATL United podcast. All hail ATL yeah. United. The footy mob will never die. Yeah, the Braves, we, have, we don't know you. We, don't know you. we have uh, one pro sports team, and it is United. God, so, God, the Hawks can't catch a fucking break. No, you know why? You know why? They got Dwight Howard. Well, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. We, we tried to tell them not to, not to do this. We no, the, the, Hawks, the Hawks are still cool. The Hawks are still cool. They built a perfectly likable team. Guess who they got? A gigantic, brilliant cancer. They got, they got like the most brilliant post defender and like one of the best big men of his time, who just doesn't make anything better, makes everyone hate him, and then flexes his perfect shoulder muscles. Dwight Howard's got two things: he's got the physical gifts to make him a probably first ballot Hall of Famer in the NBA. Two, he's got a terrible attitude. Man, that, goes, I, that apparently is right in there with like perfect shoulder muscles. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, just bring all this up to Prater tomorrow and see what he says. He's gonna be like, "Oh, he's right." <laughs> I don't, I don't think any of this is considered incorrect. <laughs> okay, no. cool. Um, this no. is an, this is an NBA podcast. Is in, it in Major League Baseball? Yep, we we are experts on we are. You know what? We're just as expert on those sports as we are college football. Yep, <laughs> fuck it. Don't ask what Spencer, Spencer went to monster trucks on Sunday. I did. I did. I wrote like I wrote four thousand words about it today. Actually, shit. Yeah. 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 Elena, I did. Elena was thrilled. We both. I'm sure, we, she we both was. <laughs> events. I wrote like eight hundred words. Spencer did a lot more work than I did. I went. No. Yeah. I went to like. I just no. I just use words way less efficiently and like ended with some morbid meditation on cities and mortality. It's great. Oh yeah, I didn't get into that stuff. Um. All right, let's let's really take it off the rails here. At Cuppy Cup, our good oh, buddy. Oh boy, the toaster is the most trash kitchen appliance. Hmm. I like toasters. I like uh, uh, if I'm making a sandwich. Um, and the question is, do I want toasted bread or do I want like floppy bread? I don't mm-hmm. know why I would ever go toast uh, non-toasted unless I'm in a hurry. So, the toaster is a one a one note tool, right? Unless you toast- get real creative, I've seen some cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the toaster oven is not, but True. I think the toaster oven is more trash than the toaster because the toaster only does one thing, but most of the time, and not all the time, it can do it pretty reliably. Yeah, every toaster's different. You just kind of got to learn. Hot spots, do I need to put it in a second time? 1.8, whatever. Toaster oven, I, I have had maybe one good toaster oven experience for every five times that I was like, this shit doesn't fucking work, and it might burn my house down. But the most trash kitchen appliance, I'm going to be real snobby here. Coffee, mm. make, coffee maker. Hmm. That's a, I, you that's, know, a, that's a broad range of tools, though. The coffee maker? 
Yeah, do do we include the Keurig? I mean, I mean the just the old school. I mean the drip coffee drip coffee maker, the most trash kitchen appliance. I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna accept that as like a pretty pretty solid case because there are a lot of other ways that make that will make the proper amount of coffee. Usually, when I had a drip maker, I would end up making like way too much and half the time making like a horrendous mess and making this like awful breeding ground for bacteria in my kitchen. No, man. Yeah, no, I, that that's a good call. In fact, like if I want toast, toast is just unnecessary. The drip coffee maker makes things like unnecessarily complicated. And toaster, it's not, relatively it's not even, inoffensive. You know what? The, the toaster is the best way to have toast. Like you can do it other that's ways, what I'm talking about. but the toaster is the best way to do it. The drip coffee maker is one of the worst ways to have coffee. Get you now, a tea, get a tea I'm, kettle, I'm, get a metal French press, have good coffee. I will fight you. So I'm I'm 30 years old and I have never actually used a drip coffee maker. I've just somehow avoided that task and and at this point we'll probably make it all the way through to the pearly gates without ever having used it. Um for our younger listeners, what what all does the process entail here? Um, all right, so you're gonna standard drip coffee maker. You're gonna need three things: water, coffee grounds, and a coffee filter. You're going to place the coffee filter in the upper basket type receptacle, and then you're gonna put your coffee grounds in. You're going to Fill the coffee pot with as much water as you plan on making, and that usually gets poured in the back in a reservoir. That coffee, that water will heat up. It will get sort of dropped over the coffee grounds, goes through a piping system, and uh, it will, you know, infuse itself with coffee, come through the filter. Filter obviously keeps the grounds from coming through with it, and boom, you've got gas station quality coffee in the convenience of your own home. Wow. No matter no matter what you do, by the way. Yeah. Gas there station is no, quality There is coffee. no way. There is no way to make it better than gas station quality. You can only make it worse. <laughs> like like there's somebody out there who's like, who knows the special blend? Like, yeah, you just put in uh, more coffee. <laughs> Here's how you know drip coffee makers the most trash kitchen appliance go on youtube and see all the other dumb shit people make with people make brownies people make omelets people make mac and like people have have spent time and energy figuring out what the fuck else to do with this thing that is just supposed to be good at one thing and fucking sucks at it Meanwhile, toaster, all you do is push one button and it works. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, toaster's just like a heating element. I got nothing against like a heating element. It's pretty Man, honest. Listen, three words brave little toaster. That's thank you. Where's the brave little drip coffee maker? Nowhere. Because that glass carafe fucking broke. I'm so mad right now. I'm sorry. Please, somebody pick a new quest. <laughs> New statement. Uh, I, I got, I got, I got one from um, from colleague Billy Gamilla. I do not, all caps, believe the three of y'all could take a wolf. To be clear, <laughs> the three of you versus one wolf taking the wolf. Billy, um, Billy, we're gonna take you. Then we're gonna take a wolf just to prove a point. <laughs> Brother, listen. Brother, um, we, you've been we, kind. You've supported us. Right now, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna strip down naked on all fours. I'm gonna attack you like a wolf and show you show you the meaning of shame. 
thought this was a Rick Rude speech, but then it got <laughs> then it got went then it got all kinds of like I don't know who's who's that then like it, that's a all, Bray Wyatt. Oh my God, I did a Bray Wyatt speech. That I look like got Bray all Wyatt right now. Lycanthropic. Yeah, that's a Bray Wyatt speech. So, terrified. so um, a wolf. This this comes from Arian Foster. Uh, getting getting pretty bored in the off season and pointing the finger at any of you wolves out there who, who want some. Um, <laughs> there are three of us. I mean, we can sacrifice any one of us, and the other two could just pin the animal down until I it mean, goes to sleep or something. Spencer already explained how we're going to do this, and it's one of the most selfless things he's ever. Thank said. you, Spencer. Spencer, it please, actually is. It actually is the on. only is the first selfless thing I have ever done in my life, theoretically. Which is the attack is I am going to take my left arm, and we're we're just giving this to the wolf. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be bad, but I'm going to take the most dangerous part of the wolf out of the game by putting my my big old beefy left arm right in his mouth. So with that taken, I can go and and, and immediately go to work on the eyes and the throat. <laughs> then, <laughs> then Jason, while I'm screaming. <laughs> can jump in and attempt to uh an attempt to double up on the neck i'll, like, I'll, I'll put him in the rear naked yeah no i think it's a, <laughs> i think it's a perfect approach no nah, right? i'll put him in the bob backland that's what i'm doing sure you put him in, can you ddt a wolf <laughs> if you did oh, man. if I'm you sure did that's going on a, i'm sure that was on a t-shirt in like 2004 i'm just saying if you ddt a wolf and we get it on tape we will have met Vox Media's company-wide video goals for the next year and a half. <laughs> if I'm dressed like Arn Anderson, right down to the close shaved beard and like wearing the like 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 at one point Arn Anderson, there's a clip of him. He shows up to a match with Hogan on like zero notice because somebody else canceled, and he shows up in pleated shorts with a belt. If I if I, <laughs> I DDT a wolf in pleated shorts and a belt, yeah, man. We 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 win. We've got every video metric and goal down. The problematic video of a wolf being DDT. Explain. <laughs> exactly. Eighteen thousand think pieces, and I'm the world's biggest asshole and fired. And so Fox I, is like, we're buying Buzzfeed. I've been told that the actual like special forces or whatever method for dealing with a rabid dog or a wait, wait, dog I, canine attack or whatever I, is. I know, I know this. Yeah. It's you offer the arm. It's like what Spencer is actually saying. If you have a coat or something, you whip it off and wrap it around the arm as quickly as you can, and you just present the arm to the dog like bait. And then you reach up and clench as hard as you can on the throat, and you just wrench it. See? I told you. We've got a plan. We got this, brother. Billy, yeah. you don't have I, – I know you're, you sick your biggest, baddest wolf on us. Do your don't please don't do that. Don't please, <laughs> from, you, he's from Louisiana. Billy, Billy knows Billy is an Billy knows a tiger. Oh no, so. the LSU Florida rivalry has gone too far. He'll get he'll. By the way, he'll get drunk and get confused, and that's how we get a tiger sicked on us at a tailgate. Tiger. Fortunately, fortunately like he literally hold literally hold that tiger. <laughs> we will not defeat a tiger. Exactly. They'll be like, well, listen, since PETA said we can't have one anymore, we got an extra one. He's just hanging out. This ain't this ain't a tiger. This is a colleague. <laughs> this exactly. This is a friend and esteemed loyal colleague from Louisiana State University. Doesn't. Um, I have a question from Matthew Falleri. 
hockey is the best sport to experience live and in person. Couldn't tell you. So I, I'm I'm not clear on the why he had to say live and in person because I have not watched a lot of tape delayed hockey in I'll, person. I, I, like I, think, I think he was I think he was emphasizing that you're you're definitely in the place. Maybe okay. overemphasizing, but yeah, thanks. We're 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 in the building. Um it's this is pretty close to correct, I think. It's not it, I don't think it's as good as a really really good football game in the right atmosphere. Um or for that matter a really really good basketball game in the right atmosphere. I think just because like it's it, it, hockey live is very hard at least I have found it's very hard to sort of keep track of what's going on because the puck's really fucking small and it moves really fucking fast and the game can sort of move quickly and like you don't have as much time to appreciate the slow building of things that even in basketball when you watch a fast break or or, you know a buzzer beater there is sort of that time where you can track the very short story that you're watching happen unfold and hockey doesn't always happen that way that said the sound of what happens in hockey skates and sticks and guys crashing into plexiglass is actually, I think, the most pleasant auditory experience you can have at a game, live, in person. They're real good. Like they're, they're it's it's a really, 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 really great experience live, and it's very difficult to beat. Um, I will say, if you can get to a soccer match uh, between two teams that really, really hate each other, that's right there. Like it is- it's. It, it, because because they'll actually harm each other, like I mean actual harm, right. and th- that's sick, and that's that's wrong, and it really does make the viewing experience better because it's incredible. It's Ho- hockey is the biggest gulf between being there in person and watching it on TV. Oh yeah, like a band with a bad producer, man. Like it's just it's not it's not even close. You have to see it live. The only time it gets even remotely approximate to the live experiences during the playoffs when you've got Doc Emmerich screaming at you the entire time and the teams and the fans are just like amped to the point where even even the difficulties of presenting it on TV uh, are overcome by the energy. It's a really, it's an insane... The other thing that is really, I don't know if it good is the word, but that it doesn't really quite translate is if you go to like um, any kind of UFC or boxing match because nothing happens and then suddenly like everything happens at once. And everyone there is waiting and hoping someone gets their ass kicked. It is the most sinister feeling you will ever experience at a sporting event sitting around people who are like, yeah, I hope I see you get fucked up. Like that's, and you're like, yeah, get it, man. I I hope I see a man almost die. Not die, almost die. No, there's people in the crowd who are like, yeah, knock his head off. I don't care. I can, I'll Instagram it. Like, there's people at, at, at boxing matches and UFC fights who are, like, ready to do that. Um, let's try to do a couple more. All right. I'll, I'll rip this stupid Band-Aid off. Do it. Uh, Rusty Shackelford at Teehoff62. Bill Murray sucks. Hmm. he might personally man like i mean i like i don't know in in his divorce trial it was alleged that like he had actually hit his wife 
that was never substantiated. He can't substantiate it, but like, yeah, that could have happened, man. Like he personally, also, personally, he could be kind of a shitbag. He also has a reputation, um, I think, in New York and probably in LA too, of like if you if you're throwing a big party, he might just show up. And people have decided that that's cool and good because Bill Murray is a fun guy. In there, they've said that's also like maybe not, maybe not okay. It's sort of on the line. Um, if we're just talking about Bill Murray, the entertainer, he has. He did do the Garfield films. I think we have to acknowledge that. Oh, well, let's. Oh, we can, we can go back. There's, There's that some... fucking one where he. It's this artsy shit where he's like meeting all his old girlfriends or whatever, and half the movie is just him driving between their houses. I do that's, not know this film. No, movie. yeah, that's. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find it. Um, it's because... uh, something about flowers or something. Uh, it's not the razor's edge, is it? No, the no. razor, the razor's edge is is the one that he actually did Ghostbusters right, in order right. to do. And the razor's edge is also not very good. It's not very good at all. Yeah, like not. It, it's kind of. It's not like a great book to start with, and then the adaptation really doesn't do it any favors. Um, yeah, he did Rock the Casbah. If you haven't seen Rock the Casbah, don't. It's it's terrible. He did that in 2015, man. It was a bad is- call. Yeah, there is, I mean, there is definitely a, a thing where either we or Bill Murray or both, we all realize, like, hey, you know what's good about Bur- Bill Murray? Just a little sprinkle of them. Like, yeah. Kingpin. Kingpin is good because there's just a little Ernie McCracken. Um, wild Things. Wild Bill Murray's, things, what? Bill Murray's wild... really good at Wild Things, but that's because yeah, there's the... only a little bit of them. Yeah, the, he's, he's perfect. He's in what? He's a corrupt lawyer? Yeah. Ideal. Uh, uh, Royal Tenenbaums. He's really good in that, but just a little, just a little bit here and there. Fantastic. Like saved his career with Rushmore by basically being kind of like a a bitter, drunk, middle aged man. Kind of a kind of a stretch, really, for Bill Murray at that point in his life. I mean, he's great. So, so what is the statement that we're working with here? Bill Murray sucks. Is the statement. <laughs> I don't hey, think we. See, I, I, don't, see, I, I somehow don't think, I. You can't go that far. I don't. Not think true. We can go Bill, that far. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, the entertainer, can suck. Bill Murray, the person, uh, unverified. Right. I suspect he could. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but, as, as but an entertainer, I think he is has done more positive or more enjoyable than unenjoyable, or at least it outweighs it. So there's a lot you can ignore also. Like I, I, I mentioned the one Bill Murray movie that I've seen that I didn't like, but there's probably 40 that I just chose not to see. And that is not, I don't hold those against Bill Murray. I, so, he didn't force me to watch them. So, um, Hyde Park, New York is where Franklin Delano Roosevelt, um, it, where his home is, his his former home. It's now a, you know, museum. And you can go on tours and say, hey, here's where he sat and did this thing. And look, this thing that this emperor or king gave him. Hooray. Um, and most of the time, these tours are very much, they're pretty, you know, flat. They're not really trying to rock any boats. But I've been on this tour, and the tour guide talks specifically about Hyde Park on Hudson, the movie in which Bill Murray plays FDR. Yeah. And this this tour guide, this federal employee of the National Park Service, 
savaged Bill Murray. He just couldn't believe how bad he was and how bad this film was. So like, yeah, Bill Murray, he can, he can throw up a brick. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the greats all do, but yeah, I agree. Bill Murray can suck. I don't think maybe sucks overall is where we necessarily want to go with that. I mean, that's a, that's a preposterous position to say. I'll ride with him in the Budweiser. And th- things of that nature. I'll ride with him in the Budweiser bathing trunks in a Houston backyard, getting ready to take a dive off the high dive with a glass of scotch and a cigarette in his hand and brush more. That's, that's iconic. That's pre-Wes Anderson, twee-overload Wes Anderson. Like, that's, that's quality right there. Um, you want me to end with one that, that we'll all have a lot easier time with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. This is from Justin. At Drifter1717. Rutgers will have at least three Big Ten wins this year. Hmm. Well, they do get to play Michigan State.